What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX Cast. This is episode 48. We got some stuff to talk about. We have a special guest today. Uh, we got missing people, as you guys can see. Uh, GTP is not going to be here today, and Holt might not be here, but we'll have to wait because they can slip in. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But today we're going to be talking about the Google Dev Summit. Uh, a lot was said there that I think is pretty interesting. So we'll kind of wrap that up and see what the panel have to say about that. GeForce Now, a thousand game milestone. We'll discuss how we feel about that. And also 13 games releasing for the platform this week. Amazon Luna had one game this week, but uh, it's a good game. So we'll discuss that too. And xCloud had the medium release and other games, but... We'll talk about the medium steam got into the console or if you want to call it yeah gaming console war uh with the new handheld we'll discuss that and how we feel about that as well so again this is going to be a gem-packed show and we have a guest so let's just um take a sec to say what's up to you guys who are on here we got Cheryl uh Charlotte. Uh, gaming chairman gaming what's up man good to have you on here my dude zero games for me what's up in lead what's good of course chase what's good and fee i'm gonna call you fee we always call you fee what's good good to have you on here don't forget fellas if you guys want to support this show hit that subscribe button it's helpful for us again it is distributed among all the content creators in this panel so appreciate that, but enough with the fluff. Let's discuss the panel, say what's up to you guys, see what you guys are playing and what platform you guys have been using to play these games. So to get started, Duncan, how are you, sir? What have you been playing and what platform have you been using? I have been floating about all the platforms, but I've been primarily again this week in GFN. GFN, I'm just really enjoying that. And I think we're going to touch uh, later on how it might even get uh, better. Uh, I've just been flipping between a load of games. I've been uh, back on Power Hose. or Power Wash Simulator, I think I need it at oh, this moment man. in time. <laughs> I am. I think it's melting over here. We have just ha- we have just set a record temperature. You're, you're going to laugh. A record temperature for Northern Ireland, thirty-one degrees, or, <laughs> <laughs> which is about what's an idiot idiot Fahrenheit. That is our record. That is a new record in Northern Ireland. So we are melting here. Oh, but compared <laughs> compared to everywhere else, it's absolutely nothing. But for us. It is roasting. I think me, me, Hell Monkey, and Marchie for just absolutely dying here because of the heat. Because we're just not used to it. But uh, with the with the games uh, again, I've just been going through again. I've slipped back into a bad game of Slade the Spire, and I also have got onto Planet Base. But I actually did something naughty this week and reactivated my Ubisoft Plus uh, subscription. So Ooh. I've been dropping back into some uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well. Nice. What made you? What convinced you to resub to Ubi Plus? Because it was off for the week, so basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Fair a bit enough. more time, bit more time to get stuck in the a load of games. So I've I've had a good week playing games. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good to have you on here, Duncan. Again, it'll be good to get your intake once we start discussing these cloud gaming news and discussion. How about you, Hell Monkey? What have you been up to, sir? Where have you been playing? What platform? Hi guys, thanks, Ace. Um, Load of Destiny 2 this week. Uh, 
just been working sort of late in that. And um, I'm loving the way it's running in GeForce now, right now. It's just so smooth. And, um, yeah, I've kind of caught a loot fever from it. So, so other than that, I've played a few games on Game Pass, but I'm just um, on xCloud, Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, just to complete my quest, and then you, you get your rewards, and you can win loads of stuff and enter competitions and things and uh it's good i've got to get them all to 100 percent um so about that five on there that's great on the mobile um really good and um been looking at the sort of older indie games on um xbox this week uh ran through a few my favorite so far has been one of the most recent which is limbo it's sort of dark it's it's quite good and a plague's tale, a plague tale innocence is such oh, a, good a good game. I am, I am enjoying that to no ends right now. Uh, it was down from the service for a few days actually during the week, but it just wouldn't load up. And thankfully, it was back up and running a couple of days later. So uh, I've been enjoying that while it's been there. Other than that, hard at work, man. Okay. Cool, man. Monkey, good to have you in here for sure. Okay. And man, Destiny 2 is pretty cool. So what? I, I see you playing that game, and I just want to know, are you playing it for endgame, or are you just playing it to like experience it? Is this your first time playing Destiny, and what's like what's what's the goal of Destiny for you? Why are you playing it? For me right now, um, I just enjoy jumping in and doing sorts of different random raids, seeing what sort of loot you get. I'm sort of trying to level up the character right now, and then I'm going to go back and finish uh, Beyond Light, which I still haven't done, and because uh, I've done the first two campaigns. So I want to see where the story goes. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I do in Destiny. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Chief, I, I want to get to you, but um, just to throw this out there, I'll DM you. I'll DM you. Um, I, Chief, give me an update. How have you been, sir? What's been going on for you? And what have you been playing? What platform? Yeah, just to put in the melting context, uh, we don't have air conditioning in the UK as standard anywhere. So when the temperature outside is 20, 30, well, I say 20s, 30s, in the 30 degrees, our houses are in the 30 to 40 degrees. So it's often cooler for us to go outside than it is to be inside. So that's why we're all melting here. Um, but game-wise, um, solo, Swords of Legends Online um, has been my main game this week. I've racked up over 30 hours on that game this week. So you can definitely say I'm hooked. Uh, I'm quite surprised at how well that runs on GeForce now, actually. Um, so it's been quite good to, to just be able to pick up and play that. And then... I've kind of got back into the medium because it landed on xCloud. Yeah. And I did some testing and I couldn't believe how good it looked on xCloud. Yeah. As we kind of expected it to. Right? It's their only next-gen title. They've upgraded their blade. So to be playing it on PC, I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I did just do a, a comparison with the, the Series X, which has drawn me back to the Series X again right. because the quality is there. But when I don't have the time, because I have kids and a wife who wants to use the TV, I can just go and dive on the tablet or on my PC and play the medium on xCloud now. And I'm, I'm going to play it to completion. I'm far enough into the game that I'm really gripped by the story and I want to see where it's going now. And every it keeps twisting and turning, and it's really 
really got my attention now. It was a bit slow to get started, but I'm really quite engaged with it now. I want to see where it goes. Cool, cool. So performance-wise, um, I know, again, you have the Series X. And uh, just when you compare the cloud game of the medium to the Series X, just do, what, what, what do you notice? And, like, when it comes to the blades, do you feel like graphically it's getting close to what the Series X looks like and performance-wise, or do you feel like they still have a long ways to go with that? I'd say performance-wise and graphics-wise, it's a lot closer. Now, you know, I, I say it in the, on the video, it's a 1080 stream. So there's, there's only so much quality that you can get in a 1080 sure. stream, right? But if you play that on a tablet, you're not going to notice. It's going to look crisp and clear, and it does. You put it on a 1440 monitor, you're going to notice the stream compression, especially in those dark areas and in faster movement. But uh, I would say that the upgrade for Series X has taken the performance issues out of the equation, and it's now down to stream quality is where it has the biggest issues on the larger screens. But on a mobile, on a tablet, it looks like it does on a Series X. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. But as always, you put it on a monitor, you really notice those issues. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Good to see you gaming again. Uh, so again, we like to save the best for last, and we have our guest today. Thanks. Chase. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for wanting me to go again. <laughs> we have, we have Chase from the Gaming Advocate again. This dude is pretty much family. This is one of the few dudes that I can just hit up last minute. Sorry to keep doing this, man, but. <laughs> hit up last, hit up last minute, be like, "Yo, Chase, you free, man? We got, we need someone for the play." And he's always like, just again, willing. So we appreciate you again. You like family, man. So you know, you know how things go here. But how are you? What have you been playing? What platform? Uh, a little bit everywhere, to be honest. Uh, actually, before before coming here, I was just playing Siege uh, <laughs> over on uh, on Stadia for a little bit. Um, Yesterday played a little bit of um, uh, Wildlands on Stadia. Played some Animal Royale here on the PC because my wife was in the room where the TV's at. Um, played some Rogue Company on the Series S once uh, my wife was done working. So I've kind of been a little bit of everywhere. Oh, also Jedi Fallen Order over on the Series S. So I've got a bunch of games that are in my backlog right now that like like it's starting to like be overwhelming. And especially when you've got more games coming up, it's like, I got to get these done. So like Jedi Fallen Order, I got to get it done. Like that, that's a priority. I've only got a couple more chapters left. Wildlands, I want to get done. I still have Darksiders Genesis that I paid for. I, I need to get that game completed. So um, that's really been my focus. And then of course, you know, I, I love my competitive shooters. So, you know, if it's Siege or it's Rogue Company or, uh, you know, another FPS or third person shooter, you know, I probably will gravitate towards that and play that too. Cool, cool. Yeah, you like those tactical shooters, man. Sounds like Good grew stuff. up, grew up with SOCOM, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's all I know. <laughs> it does that to you, man. It's it's hard to find a replacement. That game is that game was good for its time for sure. As always, Chase, it's good to have you on here, man. So thanks for being a guest. Can't wait to get your input, especially talking about Google Stadium, the devs, and all that stuff. So yeah, cool, fellas. So I've been playing everything kind of i've played stadia again was with 
chasing them last night, playing some Rainbow Six Sage and say the stadium is a lot of fun. Just want to throw this out there. If you guys play Sage and uh, Siege, whatever you want to call it, on Stadium, man, let us know. I'm trying to. We, I, I'm trying to get like a group of nighttime gamers, man, playing that game because that's when we normally play. So hit us up in Disco if you want to partake in that. But I've been playing the medium, tested it out on xCloud. Again, runs really well. But I don't know if that's my type of game, so I don't know how much long I'm going to play it. But Yakuza uh, has been a game I've been playing a lot on xCloud. And GeForce Now. So I, after the 1,000 game milestone um, uh, GFN news this week, I actually went to the library. I was like... GFS now has a lot of games. Like, what games are these? A thousand games I went and I scrolled. And I was really blown away by the selection of games. They have a lot of games. And again, we'll discuss that here. But, man, shout-outs to them. A thousand games. 500 games since they came out of beta 18 months ago. Added to that platform. So, it's insane. Again, we'll get to that. But... Been playing Rogue on GeForce now, testing that out, and um, also just I think it was Sleeping Dogs, so it's another game I was playing on there as well. But yeah, GFN man, good stuff overall. All right, so let's anyone else did I miss anyone? Gamer TV is probably gonna hop on, we'll check in with him when he hops on, but yeah, let's move into the news, let's move into the Luna news. As you guys know, they dropped a game this week. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was it Valkyrie was last week, wasn't it? What was the game for this week? It was Dark 5 or uh, some people. uh, Which I covered. 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Like you did a video for this. I did a (laughs) video. Just shows where I am with Luna right now, man. But yeah, Dark 5, which which played well. If you watch my video, I... Said it played well. So my biggest gripe with that game, man, is the online. It, it, yeah, so the port is excellent. 60 FPS, 1080p runs. I personally feels like it runs better than it did for me on um, xCloud. And also, I would go as far as to say Google Stadia. Um, performance-wise, it's really, really good. But then it's lacking the online play. So if you want to play online, you have no one to play with. And that is an issue that I have with Luna right now. But just want to check with you guys and see what your thoughts are. And first of all, Luna again, this game. Second of all, if you guys have tried it, how was that experience for you? Um, so I'm looking at the panel right now. <laughs> and I don't think you can actually you... play it. Hmm? Nice. <laughs> Uh, I think normally it's only GTP of me <laughs> that have tried the Luna games, but Chase might might have tried and Gamer. Uh, but let's check in with you guys again. If you haven't tried it, just let us know what's your take on them actually getting this game for this week. So, Hell Monkey, we'll start with you. Yeah, so I've not tried it, but um, I did follow up your video with an article on the website, um, just giving a lowdown on the game. Yeah. You know what to expect because I have played it myself. Um, and, but for me, it's missing the two main features, which is online uh, racing. Um, you know, Codemasters are renowned for the online lobbies, the, the creation of custom matches uh, with your friends and 
the likes of the guys in the stadium racing community would be would be doing the same or with their port to stadia but um in the playgrounds as well that's such a that's such a fun uh editor to use it's really simple um you know you don't you you don't need to know a lot or even have done anything like that before. It's so simple and easy to use, and you can lose loads of time in doing and creating your own sort of custom courses and that. So yeah, it's missing the two main features. They've been saved with the beta with the beta tag, but I'm sort of interested to see when they come out a beta if it's going to be if they're going to implement the features. That's that's when the the question uh, should be answered. Cool. Cool. Thanks for your input. And I, I, my heart goes out to you um, because, again, you guys still haven't tried this awesome uh, platform that we've had for quite some time here. Hopefully you guys get it soon. But let's check in with Chief, man. What's your take on, uh, to add, how, how salty are you that you, you still haven't experienced Luna yet? It's kind of a mixed bag, really, with Luna. I, I want to try it and expand my comparison yeah. feature set because i'm sure everybody wants to see four-way comparisons on every single game just like i do yeah um but they keep adding games that are available elsewhere so i'm already subscribed to quite a lot of services so i could play dirt 5 on xcloud i can play so i don't really have any need to play it on luna um and i could obviously buy it and play it elsewhere so i'm kind of it's still a bit of a mixed bag with me with luna they're not bringing anything unique at the moment true. so true it will be good to see when it actually comes out of beta what the price is and having that luna plus channel you know if you haven't got subscription to ubisoft plus to xbox cloud gaming then that bundle might be good for you but if you've got xbox cloud gaming or stadio with ubisoft plus Luna's not really bringing anything extra for me. So it'll be interesting to see because I could play Stadia at 1080p with Ubisoft Plus just like I can on Luna. So it's really going to be down to how well it works outside of this beta and when it actually goes global. So I'll reserve judgment until I get my actual hands on it, but both Stadia and Luna require bespoke controllers to work to the best of their abilities. So it's really going to be a case of which performs best in my book. Okay. Um, I I think that's good. I was going to pull it up for you, but uh, well, I'll check in with Duncan and pull up Luna. I do think just to counter what you're saying a little, Chief, they do have some games uh, that are different from what's in the Stadia store. I get like they get this month, right? Most games that they are getting are games that are available for Stadia, but I think games like No More Here, No Man Heroes and um, Sonic Mania, instead, they are again some Japanese games that uh, Stadia or um, Game Pass. And they're on Xbox Cloud Gaming as well, right? No, um, I'll pull it up. Not not all of them. Not all. Of, I'll I'll pull it up here. But Duncan, what's let's let's check in with Duncan while I try to pull up Luna. What's your take on? Five coming to Luna. Yeah, I've enjoyed playing it on Luna this week. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I was I was trying to get some bites there and I didn't get any bites. No, it's uh, no still still waiting for it over here in the UK. Uh, it coming is great. The cut down version is not 
good to hear at all. Uh, I think rightly it is being uh, slightly raked over the coals about this. But again, you get what you, you pay for here. You're getting that you're in a subscription. It's in beta, so it's not going to have all the games there. But for $6 a month, you're getting an absolute ton of games. Again, just want just wanted uh, out over here so I can actually give it a blast. And again, Chief brought up uh, about uh, you can play games on different systems, and that's a that's a prime example. There, you you, you can buy it on Stadia for the thirty dollars, or you can rent rent it, or if, as people call it, or you can subscribe to it there, and you can subscribe for a couple of months for the and get access to all these games. I think we're just going to see the battle of all the different uh, subs out there, and I wish there was more games out there. But that goes back to the exclusive games uh, argument. My big watch for Dana this week is if we're going to get and uh, new words on it next week and uh, the beta of new word is coming out next week i'm going to probably say no we're not going to say it but it is something to keep an eye on i'm yeah. expecting new word to be there at lunch in a couple of months if if not at lunch i think we're going to hear it's going to be going on to luna pretty soon and that is an exclusive which is going to get you to sub and this is why exclusives matter yeah so we're we're gonna there's a rumor going around um i don't know too much about it but someone knows something about luna happening soon so in a way we're gonna kind of speculate what we think that might be but um with new world coming out next week uh or pretty soon i would it's the baby next yeah but i would i would assume hopefully um this rumor kind of is tying into that align with that but again it's always fun to just speculate about what we might possibly see luna do um but yeah chase what's your take on this man um i mean it's it really comes down to what you know my my philosophy is what do consumers like you know um amazon and a lot of these entities um, I know that the lens that, that's being looked at through this is, you know, what is the hardcore gaming audience or the core gaming audience look at? But I think a lot of these companies are just focused on who's already in their ecosystems, you know, who's already on Amazon, who's already in Google, who's already over with NVIDIA. And can they just capture a little piece of that market right now? That's kind of their mentality. Um, but as far as the game, not having some of those core features, I mean, uh, I can, completely understand if someone is extremely frustrated by it um especially if you're a you know uh, a consumer of luna and you use luna and you would expect those features to be there um i can also see it from the other side of it that maybe someone wouldn't be as bothered by it if they you know it doesn't affect them as far as their situation or they're not in the luna you know the luna ecosystem but i think at the end of the day that the big thing is is you know for folks out there that it does matter one way or the other whether you want a voice that you're happy with it or you're not happy with it um, you have the right to to express your concerns or your your frustration or even your happiness uh, to the company directly, as long as it's in respectful means. You know, so uh, I I don't have any stake in it personally on this, and I'm I'm trying to avoid injecting my personal opinion on it. But um, I, I can see it from both sides, to be perfectly honest. And I do understand. I have seen some outcry on Twitter about this. There's been a couple places where people have been extremely upset that it was missing the online component. 
as far as some of the multiplayer pieces. Uh, and I and I get it. I understand where those people are coming from, and they they have a decision to make of whether they want to continue, you know, supporting that that pathway by Luna and by Amazon. And Amazon will have to decide if they see a large amount of their consumers start walking. You know, if uh, that tends to become a trend going forward, um, they'll have to make a decision and decide whether or not they're going to allow developers to continue to do that kind of stuff with their platform. True. True. Thanks for your input, Chase. I see uh, Gamer TV snuck in here. <laughs> what's up man hey what's up what's up what's your uh take on the luna news with dirt 5 releasing to the platform this week oh man i um i think it's great news just more games for the platform um, i know it's missing the online piece but um I, I have a little more information on that. I, I'm not sure if I can discuss it much, but it has something to do with crossplay and and trying to sort all of that out before you know adding this to Luna because it's typically it's a crossplay with PC, so you know they're just working all of that out. But it, it's coming. Um, the game itself is great. I, I think it it performs better than um, XCloud and. And even Stadia's version, uh, detail-wise and and consistent frames. Um, so I, I think it's a it's a great win for Luna with that uh, with that game. They just have to you know finish it up. You know it's in beta, so they're really milking this and taking the opportunities to uh, make the right decisions. So uh, I'm I'm all about it. Cool. Do you want to share more about that uh, multiplayer uh, cross play? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's very, it's very basic. I mean, they're they're exploring okay. crossplay, and uh, Luna they held out the online component uh, for the Luna version because of this. That's that's pretty much uh, okay. that's all I can really say about it. Membership <laughs> for Rainbow Six Siege. What's so up? So that's a, that's a good point, but it seems like the Ubisoft Plus games are different from. Um, the games that they put on the Luna Plus channel. When it comes to like online, most Ubisoft Plus games, they do have the online components. But the mm-hmm. Ubisoft uh, Plus games, there's, I think it's one or two that does have online. So again, it, I think it's stuff that they have to figure out too. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. How uh, Monkey, do we get to you in this? Yeah, yeah. I went first. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so can we just speculate again? These rumors mm-hmm. flowing around that we might see something big coming to this platform pretty soon. I'm just gonna open it up to anyone. Anyone want to guess what that might be, and you know what we can see? There's only we- two things it can be, right? If it's not, it's not big. Okay, what, Chief? What? What are those things? The expansion outside of the US. Okay. And New World coming. And new ch- um, we, we do know that there's a new channel being worked on. We, we talked about that a couple of weeks or if not a couple of months ago. Uh, the, oh. fam- the, the, the family channel uh, is being uh, looked at as, as well. And there's already a game there which wasn't on, Lena. I forget the name of it there, but I think that the big the, the chief is right. That if it's a big announcement, it's either one of them two things, if not both. And hopefully we'll get the other Amazon games game as well, which has went out from my head because that looked really cool as well. 
Um, what was the name of that one again? It was during one of the press conferences. It, it, it was another RPG uh, made by Smilegate, but I... Uh, Oh, yes, I've just got Hell Monkey excited about that. It's, uh, I think that's, that's going to be the, the the big thing. If it, is, it has to be expansions or new world, and I'm hoping it's going to be... I think it's... I'm hoping it's going to be the three things. New channel, the new world, and us getting it over here in the UK. How big would that be uh, if... Um, if- they do do that right if that's the announcement new channel come in family whatever ea wherever um expand into more countries and we can we're gonna add an exclusive title to this platform do you think that's big enough to make noise in the cloud gaming space for luna yes no new word it's not. It's not going to go. It's not going to the Xbox. It won't go to GFM, and it won't go to uh, Stadia. I think New World on its own is not going to be a huge thing because it's a paid-for game. It's been delayed right. three times, so I don't mm-hmm. think people, unless they were in the pre-order, are that excited about that game. Unless, as I said, they're going to be part of the beta and they're ramping up stuff. The they've got to expand out of the US. Nobody is interested in Luna right now. Most people have forgotten that it even exists, I think, from the stats and from the views that we're seeing. So unless they move out of the US, it's not going to get much traction at all. And the reason I say this is I forgot, mostly, that Amazon Luna actually have their own YouTube channel. (laughs) And it's it's only like 2K... Yeah. Subscribers, right? Yeah. Little, but they do. Yeah, you're right. So, do you do you think what do you think it is? Because you're right. When it comes to like search, when it comes to interest, interest, right? Not a lot of people are interested in this platform, but it's pretty good. Do you think just it's not globally known yet, or do you think what, what do you think it is with Luna? And when do you think we'll start seeing it? just blow up i think so let me let me tackle that one i think it's complex ace because it's not just it's not just an issue of expansion it's an issue of agreements and it's an issue of having partners and look at what uh, i'm trying to kind of keep it equal here look at what you see xbox doing in places like south korea partnering with SK Telecom, right look at what you see stadia doing with some of their expansion even though they haven't moved into more markets Look at GeForce Now's partnerships and how they've been with the Game Awards. They've moved into Chromebooks. It takes time to get these things in a certain place before you just go full on into an expansion. So I think a lot of this has to do with strategic partnerships. It has to do with contractual elements before you move into it. Plus, the other piece of it is, is that these companies also want to test their, their product. In this case, they're still in the beta stage before they start rolling it out to a mass audience, if it's not performing at the place that they believe that it should be, it's not as simple as just uh, saying, you know, I'm not trying to like uh, move away from the question that you asked. It's just the the answer is not simplistic. There's too many variables with it and too many elements to it of why they're not making those moves yet. It's not just one piece. Also, I think it's their Mm -hmm. reputation, right? Amazon's gaming reputation is troubled at best outside of 
Twitch, right? All of the games that we've seen, and everybody's hoping New World's going to survive, but not many other Amazon games have made it past the starting post right now. And with the, I can't even remember the name of the the game Crucible. that they pulled last year, Crucible. That's it. That that really put people on the back foot. And I think Luna is just one of those. It's because it's so new that people just maybe be a bit put off on Amazon's history there. Yeah, I'll I'll add something really quickly to all of that. Great points, obviously. But um, Amazon has time. I mean, they they have uh, they aren't in a hurry. We see that. And um, I believe partly that's due to AWS's success. I mean, they have all the time in the world to make this thing work um, the way they want it to work. Um, They'll get things aligned. They'll make the right decisions. um, They'll sort their gaming ventures. Um, So I'm I'm not worried at all regarding, you know, their success and and their potential within the cloud sphere in general. Um, I think their entire ecosystem is built for this. This is the perfect idea for what they do. and tying it into their other services and what whatnot, like Twitch and um, Prime and whatnot, that this thing can be huge as long as they take their time and make the right decisions. Don't rush rush into anything because of the competition and, and whatnot. They're in a league of their own when it comes to cloud um, and services. Um, Microsoft is great, Google's good, but AWS is the cloud king and you know, I, from all of the deployments that I have on top of Amazon Games Framework within AWS, it works like none other. And that's partly why I'm super confident in Luna. Um, now, I can't control or, you know, speak towards decisions that the upper executive management team might, you know, think of or what they might do. You know, they can do a few screwy things that'll throw it all off the rails. But in terms of infrastructure, in terms of um, overall service ecosystem, Luna is is in a great spot. And, and I don't believe they should try to move faster to, um, you know, keep up with anyone. Just get New World out because I, I played it and I think it's really, really good. I think a lot of people are going to love it. Um, but if they throw that on uh, Luna and, and and expand like you guys are mentioning, I think it, it could be good. It'll open a lot of eyes. It's, you touched upon AWS there, and something that I wanted to point out is all of these pop-up cloud gaming PC companies, do you all notice what machines that they're using? If you don't, they're all what we call T4s, which are AWS, out-of-the-box, basically exactly what Luna is using in the background to run their games. So they are good PCs. They are capable PCs of running most games at 1080 plus. So I agree that they have the power. It's just making it a, a good integrated experience. And if they did put New World on Luna, that game is demanding. Now, the, one of the reasons why it's delayed is because you need a high-end machine to run that well. And even when we were in the original betas uh, last year, high-end machines struggled to run that game. So getting it onto Luna and getting hundreds, thousands more people being able to even play it 
because most standard machines probably won't survive playing that game will be a big bonus for them as well as their platform. Yeah, I agree. So happy, by the way, okay. Good to see your comments finally showing that we're just actually talking about this in the background. But he said if New World flops, what will happen? We'll see a shift in Amazon Game Studios like we saw with Stadia. What are y'all thoughts on this? If that flops, we can say goodbye to Amazon Game Studios. You think so? Uh, see, I don't think so, man. Because the Crucible flops so badly and they just, they just keep going. And... Um, yeah, Lost Ark it was, Duncan. That was the game. Uh, Maker popped it in the chat as well. That Lost Ark is really appealing. Um, so is uh, New World as well. I don't think it's a make or break because I think Amazon or just the cloud structure is doing so well for them that I don't think they're going to just drop it. Um, I think they're just going to throw even more money at it. That's, that, that's just my opinion anyway. Um, they're shooting high and they're going to take some L's because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make something really good, something brand new. Um, you know, because Chief, you're talking about the, the size of the uh, new world and how it's not going to run, you know, very well on sort of the, the last gen pieces. Um, I like that, man. I like that. Just go big, go big or go home. And I think Lost Ark is going to be along the same lines. I don't see them just, I don't see them doing a stadia. Uh, and just shutting down the studio um, because I think they they have their finger uh, in the PC and the PC space as well. I don't think they're going to just drop that. It's another game that's been in development for seven years, eight years, built on Lumberyard and AWS gaming services. Remember, that never make it out of them. <laughs> Star Citizen for those that uh, can remember oh, yeah. that game when it actually game, first yeah. went in development. Game has been in the making for quite some time. Go ahead, Duncan. Yeah, uh, that's something we forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago. Lumberyard is now open source. They have uh, uh, basically washed their hands off Lumberyard. So, in case you've missed that news, uh, if you if you were completely and utterly flops beyond belief, which I don't think it's going to flop beyond belief, uh, I think they'll still I think they're still going to continue on because they know down the line exclusives matter. And we're coming back to that talk. Uh, you, say, you were saying, I don't like all these games, Marchief. Are, are they're all on the same different services? And what the, what is the dif- difference maker? It is going to be exclusives and things like that. So I see them continuing. We've just seen them expand their studios. They've, they've bought one. or not bought one. They've opened up another one. I, I, I think they're just going to continue down here until... I think they're just going to keep on testing until they get a hit by one way or another. Uh, uh, and you have to praise them for putting their grapefruits out there to actually... Uh, continue investing the was it was it five hundred million or uh, a year in their gaming efforts? Absolutely phenomenal yeah. amounts yeah. of money. Uh, I think eventually there will be a hit because you keep on going. The more the more titles you put out, the more likely you are to get something. So uh, someone pulled this up. Did you want to tackle this, Chief? Yeah, it's just actually something that we completely overlooked on this matter, actually. With the likes of Luna and the Ubisoft Plus channel, you can't actually play any of the Ubisoft games without that subscription. So, whereas on Stadia, you could just buy 
Division Ooh. 2 and play it. It's a good on point. that one off. Unless you subscribe now to that £13 a month, you can't play it on Luna. So Luna is actually putting you in those subscription buckets. And if you don't subscribe to that channel, there's no other way of playing that game. So just an interesting thing that we kind of kind of missed, I think, in the channel scenario. Cool, cool. I, I, inter- interesting point. Happy, sir. It's good to see you back for sure. Um, yeah. I just want to quickly say, actually, I don't know what happened, but loads of our regular chatters, and apologies to you all, somehow ended up in the hidden list. So yeah, it's weird. good to see loads of you back chatting, but we don't know <laughs> what happened, and we'll we'll look into yeah. it more. It's weird, but yeah, good to see you guys all back for sure. Um, all right, cool. So just real quick, we beat on uh, Luna for for quite. A bit. I do want to talk about Netflix. I know this was not in the notes, but we were discussing Luna. Just remember that. So you guys know they're considering or thinking about coming to play with the big boys with the cloud, um, in the cloud, and making their own cloud game platform. Just gonna open this up. Don't want to spend too much time here, but just want to know what y'all take us here. Do you think they can actually make a dent? Um, should we should the the competition be concerned, or is this another one of those like Verizon and Facebook things that are just gonna come and potentially go away? Open it up to you guys' thoughts. Can I go first? Sure. No, I love uh, <laughs> I love the idea. Um, I love the idea of having a Netflix subscription, on it and you are watching. You're watching a movie or you're watching a series. Uh, you're waiting on the next one coming, okay? Or, or the season has ended, okay? And it's it's ended in such a manner that, that 50% of the audience ain't going to like it and the other 50% are going to like it. You know, something like that. It's going to split. And then they just pop up with change the way this ends and play through this as a game. You pick up your controller and, and and away you go and there's a sort of game. That's my sort of vision. But whether they can do that or not, Let's just wait and see, but please do something like that. I want this sort of interaction with cloud. This is what cloud can let us do, and the, the ability to stream games. Let's let someone reach out and grab that opportunity, man. I think that would be really good. You're not. Do you know what? Sorry. Do you know what infrastructure Netflix is using to run this stuff? AWS. Yeah. So and that's, that's where like, the games will be too yeah how how the heck do they plan on rival like yeah I, it's not this, yeah it's, go ahead it's not about rivaling it's it's what it's what duncan was saying a moment ago it's the entertainment industry has been moving towards a consolidated delivery option for quite some time and what i mean by that is is if you're a star wars fan there's going to at some point be an app where everything that is star Wars is all in one app, the mm. movies, the TV shows, as soon as you're done watching the TV show, it's going to look like you're walking through a world and then you're in the game. They're setting, they've been setting these building blocks for a while. And how, how do you know that? Or how do we know that? Look at the investment that Epic games put into the production of the Mandalorian. They used the engine, their game engine from Epic which is what unreal engine Unreal. to actually build the entire world for the Mandalorian. That's a game engine. So this is like some of the stuff that's happening. It's not about, yeah, Amazon's going to reap the benefits because everything's going on their services and they're using it, but it's all going to come down to content. If Netflix has more content than, than Amazon has, 
even though they're using their blades or their window, in this case, it's not blades, it's windows containers or vice versa. It's um, I'm trying to think of another example instead of Netflix, Hulu, let's say Hulu comes out with a gaming service. The same thing is going to apply, but I think that's the setup that you're seeing. Imagine already, you've already seen with the Witcher. They've already been talking about go play, you know, the game after this is, this is, it's been set up for several years that the entertainment industry was going to be more than just movies and TV shows. The next frontier is how do we bring games into it? And it's, it's almost like I was talking about on my show this morning. It's like Disney. You know how, when you go to Disney, they want you to stay on property in the hotels because Mm -hmm. what all that money stays on Disney property. Mm -hmm. So if you stay inside of the Netflix ecosystem and you play a game through there, they've just kept all that revenue versus you going outside to an outside entity. So I think that that's the play that's happening there. Okay. So do you think this is good for cloud gaming? I see Chief Chicken said no. I see Duncan. Yeah, I I think so, personally. You think so? Okay. Tell me more about that, Gamer. Why? I mean, they're the only ones that can do it the way um, they can with with their existing infrastructure. I mean, Chase just alluded to it all. You you won't find that experience anywhere else. I don't believe this is... um, a simple addition to cloud gaming. This is a, a plus one, a plus two type of situation. Um, they aren't just jumping in to do what everyone else is doing. They, I mean, you have to utilize your the power of your platform. And I think Netflix, they're smart enough to do that, jumping into cloud gaming, creating different um, IPs, gaming IPs based on their originals and things like that. It, it'll be phenomenal. So, Monkey Chief, who wants to take it? I was just going to make a quick point. Remember that movie Bright with Will Smith uh, that was one of the first original Netflix? Could you imagine when that when that ended, that you jump into the game and you oh, play yeah. as Will Smith? That would make an amazing... See if that was only even like a couple of hours long to play the game. Uh, you know, two or three hours. That, that would just be an experience like no one else has done right now. Right. I, I love that, and I love the idea. Again, just kind of like what Chase was talking about. But mm. let's let's talk about let's remember how difficult it is to create new IPs. Like, how would that work? Would it be? I don't know who licensed the movie. If it was Warner Brothers or whoever, would it be Netflix making that exclusive, or would it be like how how would that work? Because again, it takes. The games are probably not going to be then AAA games. They're probably going to be like indie mobile phone games, right? Like how? Well, I'll go first. I'm... Chase was uh, saying this. Hellmonkey was saying this. Gamer TV was saying. I'm going to tell you what the first game or one of the first games which are going to be announced for Netflix. It is going to be The Witcher because The Witcher uh, is getting. DLC uh, this year, uh, which is uh, from the TV show. And I think it's absolutely nailed on. The Witcher 3 is coming to Netflix gaming. Or Netflix, I just called it. There are Netflix gaming. There we go. We'll just call it that. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to... Uh, I'm just excited because it's, it's also what Luna can sort of offer as well. The tie-ins to the movies and game games is just going to... 
intensify. We're seeing this across basically all the platforms. We're seeing it with Xbox as well. Look at the two big conference or the big conference, the E3 conference, and there was two big announcements from that. And I've just uh, the CFD with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and with uh, Fight Sim and and. Uh, I was going to say Top Gear, uh, Top Gun. Uh, Uh, (laughs) We're we're seeing the crossover between movies, TV, and all the different forms of entertainment. Mm. And I think Netflix are going to be on on the ball with this. And what I'm wanting to see, we've already seen it with some of their games, like the Stranger Stranger Things free game. I think we're going to see them sort of pop up to expand the story and all that. I just can't wait to see where all this crossover will will go. It's just going to be really interesting, really fun. So, So then that means be prepared because this is just the beginning. Disney's probably got something cooking up who who else uh who, who else is streaming any Everyone's major probably, any yeah. major entity that's putting out tv content and i, I just wanted because i knew how monkey was going to say something i just wanted to add some context i'm not saying that's going to be what i was talking about earlier is going to be successful by any means i just think that's the play that that's happening here i think that's what these companies are trying to do interesting mm. i chief i see you shaking your head no to this whole idea what what what, what are your thoughts man what, what are you thinking so I I kind of think that Chase hit the nail on the head on here. And I don't think that this is cloud gaming as everybody thinks it's going to be. One, Netflix already has a ton of play-your-own, pick-your-own style series, games, what you want to call them. We've seen FMVs where you pick your own routes. Netflix already has a ton of these. So they're kind of already cloud gaming in a way because we see games targeted at that exact same thing as how monkeys played recently i think they're going to be using it to enhance their originals making those backgrounds making content quicker more realistic than green screens as we saw mandalorian is probably one of the biggest successes of not using a green screen setup and using a a gamified world with huge screens and it not only sped up development, it gave much more immersion, it gave better lighting. It's, look at the documentary on the making of The Mandalorian. The techniques that they used to make that made that series as much as a success as the actual content itself. And it's it's really eye-opening to how gaming and screen technology has changed so much to be able to do that. You would never believe that they they didn't use a green screen in that at all. It's... It's really phenomenal setup that they had. As far as if they are going to go into the traditional set, wrong audience, completely the wrong audience. The nobody, maybe one percent of Netflix users would actually be interested in gaming. Most of their target audience wouldn't bat an eyelid. See, go play this game. Don't care. Next series, I'm here to binge watch. I'm not going to play anything. Let alone the whole controller fiasco. What are you going to do? Play a game with your remote? You know, one of your dedicated little three-button remotes. How are you going to play a game on that? They're <laughs> going to go and buy... They're uh, going to make their own controller, man. Exactly. Gaming and controller. We know that that doesn't work. It needs to be a pick-up-and-play scenario if you want that target audience. They're not going to go, oh, I can play The Mandalorian. Let me just go online and buy a controller. It'll be here in a week. And then, oh, my next series is out. I don't care anymore. It's We are too lazy, too instantaneous for that type of thing 
So if it's going to be something like that, I think they're already on the AWS structure. It will be a partnership with Luna. If they're going to have that game integration, it will be a handoff to something like Luna or partnership or making the content in the background. If Netflix go into gaming, it's going to be the biggest waste of money in, yeah. in the history of Netflix. So, so I'm glad Man. you said that. And that's sorry, monkey. I was say this. No, I was just going. <laughs> I was just going to say, Chief has just destroyed all my dreams, man. <laughs> Why are you going to go and put common sense and logic into everything, man? Let a man dream. No, like, I I don't want... Here's the thing, right? We have Luna, we have Amazon's infrastructure, we have Google. And again, this is probably, you know, Google said after the closure, they're going to focus on, you know, like helping other people pretty much create stuff in the cloud i don't know what that's going to look like but instead of creating that this is why uh, maybe it's money but instead of creating your own thing why not work with people who already have things available out there again luna using the same infrastructure asks you why not say hey you know let's license uh i'll you know work with you to license our game into your platform I don't, it doesn't need to be like 500, you know, cloud gaming services. There are people who do it, right? Why don't they work with them to offer cloud gaming instead of, I I can see Walmart having one, Verizon having one, Netflix. It's just going to be an issue, right? Instead of there are people who do it, do it while the infrastructure is there, partner up with them, work with them and use what they already have available. I would say that's my take in this situation. We don't need to see 20 cloud gaming streaming services. Now, some people might think that's a good thing, but me personally, I just, I think it's way too much, man. It's just me. Yeah, I, I think we are going to see an absolute load of them. Will all of them survive? Not a mission. It is going to be- That's true. That's yeah, true. I, I think we're just going to see a load of these all pop up. And this is why I'm excited because uh, what we have seen, Stadia has launched, Xbox have learned from Stadia's, some of Stadia's uh, mistakes, Luna has as well. And everybody is adapting and changing, seeing what works and what doesn't work. This is bring all these on and survival of the of the fittest and let's let's just have let's have a battle royale for our mummy that's what i want so jay says that's what to expect yeah i, I agree but yeah again let's let's see who survives out of all of this it's just i don't know um all right let's we spent way too much time on Netflix. Anyone else want to add to this? If not, let's move on to what's actually in the show notes, man. Anyone else? <laughs> okay. All right. So GeForce Now, a thousand game milestone. Just let's pause there real quick. How big is this? I know. I, I wish Holtz was here because I can see him making the argument. They're probably counting the same games 10 times, right? Or whatever the case might be, right? Again, uh, Control and Epic Steam and GOG, if it's on there, three games, right? Is that what they mean? That's unique games. No, it's quite a lot more if you count the duplicates. So you don't think it's duplicates included? No, it's a thousand unique games. Okay, okay. So salute then, kudos. But let's talk about that. Again, to add to content... uh, here 
500 of these games were added since this service came out of beta. That's been 18 months. So you do the math, right? Again, the 18 months is close to Stadia's launch Stadia. They boasted at the Dev Summit they have over 180 games on the platform. GFN is saying since they came out of beta, which was 18 months ago, 500 games have been added, bringing the total to 1,000 games milestone. So let's talk about this. How big is this, right? And what what are y'all thoughts? And shout out to GTP because he really wanted to be here for this. But um, we'll get to him next podcast, I guess. But let's open up with Duncan. How big is this milestone? It is a big one. And I, the way they're adding games at this moment in time, 2000 isn't going to be too far, far away. They are just absolutely blitzing these games through. Uh, what we say, some weeks we think it's a weak week and nobody likes any of the games. And one um, one week, maybe out from four for some people, it's an absolute banger of a week. They are bringing games on a consistent basis and at least every month there's at least a couple of games that people will probably want to sit down and play. I think they have been absolutely brilliant this year. I think the games have been consistent. We may argue about the quality as a quality over or quantity over quality, but they are bringing games. Um, the more games you have on your platform, the more likely people are going to play because there may, there's more likely to be a game that you want to play. Uh, I, I am working on something here. When you actually go... F- working for something for cloudy here but when you actually go through all every single game on a gfn there is games there which you mean nothing in in the game list you just don't you just don't see them but when you actually go into them and have a look at them and watch their trailers they are looking really really cool and something you you, you will want to play uh, I think we're going to be touching on to something else uh, later, which I am excited about, which I think is actually uh, positive for GFN uh, down the line. But I, I, this milestone is massive and long way may continue, keep on bringing us the games. I think we, we do want some of the other big publishers back, but from what they can... For what they can do, I think they are doing an absolutely smashing job. So, you know what? Uh, for the sake of time, um, because we still have other stuff to cover, let's just include the 13 games re- uh, released this week with this 1,000-game milestone. What do you take with this 13 games that was released this week for the platform? Duncan. It- it's 13 more games for me, just uh, for the sake of time. It's the Tinted Grail Conquest. I have got that on my uh, wish list. I will be picking that up at some stage. It's a roguelike uh, card game, absolutely brand right up my alley. Uh, again, there's going to be games where people will want them. People will think are absolute rubbish and filler games, but they're they're they're. I think it's another. It's not a. It's not a weak week. It's not a an absolutely strong week. It's a solid week. Their consistent consistency is key. Okay, fair enough. Let's move to Chase. Uh, what do you take on this thousand game milestone? And also, what are you taking the thirteen games released for the platform this week? Um, I mean, it continues to be them focusing and kind of just putting their head down and, and bringing titles to the, uh, to the platform. Um, I think the part that probably is uh, 
I'm trying to think of it from a consumer standpoint. The part that's probably going to make folks happy is that they went from what only maybe a couple games a week to now almost 10 to 15 games every week that they're consistently bringing to the platform. So I think that that right there is you know, a big deal. Um, and it gives folks options. I can go in and look and see, okay, well from the 15, I'm exaggerating, but from the 15 games that came out this week, is there something there that could speak to me? Um, you know, it gives them a little bit more of a, of an option. Uh, as far as the games that came out, um, uh, you know, I mean, for me personally, there's not a whole lot there that speaks to me. Um, I do know that some folks will be excited about uh, Warframe. You know, I know that's always a, yeah a game that, that a lot of people get excited about. So, you know, there is that, but um, yeah, I just, I think overall, I think the big thing for them is they, they have continued to just focus on doing, and it may be boring to some, but it's keep doing the same thing over and over again at a point where there's a consistent track record. And over time, when you see consistency as a consumer, a lot of folks feel more comfortable with that versus things being up in the air. Um, I do think that, you know, over time they're, they're going to need to get some more publishers on here. You know, it's the same, same thing you were saying about Luna. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out in time. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's check in with gamer. What's he taking a thousand games milestone and 13 games this week? I think the thousand games, it's, um, it's absolutely fantastic, man. They, they're going to run out soon. It's at this pace. I mean, sheesh. Um, they're setting a, a heck of a standard, right, for themselves, actually. I mean, the day they they release two games uh, a week, we're going to be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, they're closing GFN, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, their, their basic weeks are would be banner weeks for most platforms, honestly. Mm. And um, as for, for the 13 games, nothing really jumps out at me. Um, but for someone, they will, they'll speak to. But for me personally, not, not, not that interested. Okay. Yeah, I I am with you on the game's selection this week. But yeah, I agree with you with the thousand game milestone for sure. How about you, Chief? What's your take on this news? A uh, thousand games is uh, kudos to them. As they said, 500 in 18 months. Stadia managed 200, I think was their target in the first year. And they've committed to 100 this year. So it looks like GeForce now are going to smash doubling that in the same period of time. So that puts things into perspective. And I think if you put that into perspective of Luna, um, how many games we get this week? Week one or two? Sorry. Same. Yeah. It, they, they need to ramp up, man. They can't, they can't stress it. No, we, we give GeForce now a lot of stick for the quant- quality of their games, but they're getting them on. And Dirt 5 was on there months ago, right? So how do they Dirt even 5 and GFN? Right? No, they no. didn't, did they? No. Um, so it is a mixed bag. Now, they got three day and date, well, two day and date releases, and then the free Epic game. Although regular issue with GeForce now, Abduction is the free Epic game this week. Came on Thursday. It's still not there on the platform. We know it will be there at some point this week, but it's always a bit of a disappointment when it's taken a whole weekend or that's it. We know it's not going to happen this weekend. So it's going to be sometime next week. So th- that's an issue, right? It's a regular issue. And, yeah. You know, it's something. Warframe, that's another platform. Warframe has been on there months, years. Yeah. So, you know, we do see some of those 13 are not all new because it's just another engine for them to put that on. But putting things like the use and then X3 Albion, 
know, these are quite big, long playing games. So again, if you've got that in your backlog, and as one to escape said, it's in the backlog. So being able to have those available to you is great. The one that I want to call out is actually not on this week. It was last week, which was Swords of Legends Online. Now, it doesn't mean a lot to people, but it's still in the top 100 Steam games. It has been for the second week now. So they are getting games that people want to play. It might not be the ones that the panel wants to play, and not everyone wants to play, but this is the second, third, fourth time they've got a day and date release, and it's been a top 100 Steam game for several weeks running. So they are definitely getting the games that have mass appeal and you know, if they keep adding these games week on week which we're seeing they can't go wrong yeah so i think something gfn is doing is they're they are trying to get the top pc games that people want to play um but they they, they are missing some like days gone uh it's it's quite in, i don't understand the relationship there because they got a game like dead stranding which it's a PlayStation game, right? I think, uh, I believe it's in the Epic Store. I can't remember, Steam or Epic. But then they missed a game like Days Gone. Um, so I don't know. I like, is the game, I, I, I don't know how to get games on the platform, but I think seeing more consistent games with AAA games will be a good thing for this platform going forward. Yes, the Death Stranding thing is because it's published on PC by 505. It's what? not. What does that mean, though? Uh, that means it's not a Sony game. It's not a PlayStation game. A PlayStation is a, play, a PlayStation console exclusive. I see. I see. Uh, but Five Hundred Five published the game for PC, uh, so it's so, slightly slightly different. Think of it. Probably the best example at this moment in time would be like the Medium, because that's on Xbox only at the moment for the next right. couple of months. But it, we can play it on GF, GFM. Okay. So it sounds like if they can get it, they're gonna try to get it, right? Uh, if if this, you know, if Sony's not gonna allow it or whoever, then they can't get it. But I, I think it's a good track record. You look at the biggest end again Kenya next month, however you say that game. You look at the biggest PC game. They've made their way to kind of try Valheim. They got it in the platform. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah, who else? Uh, do we hit it? Uh, Hell Monkey, do we hit you? No, I'll just have a quick say. Yeah, no, the Thousand Games is great. Um, and although the game quality, uh, depending on what sort of games you like, might not be there, uh, you know, in spades, but there's definitely something there for like sort of every type of gamer. Uh, and I've been saying that for a while, even before the, the 1000 mark. Um, as for this week, Lost at Sea sort of jumped out at me. Um, the end of the game, early release. It's a sort of deep, uh, meaningful game. Something that I kind of like. Uh, I like to try out them, them games because it's different from the norm. So I'm interested in that. But other than that, no. There's only been one or two games in the last couple of weeks. Uh, definitely think they need to. You know, I don't think they're not having conversations with the big publishers like say EA and uh, and whatnot. Um, Square Enix are supporting them with Marvel later, later in the year, and as you mentioned, Kina as well. Um, I, I don't know what the relationship is like between developers, publishers at Capcom and Rockstar and the likes, but um, the big games that get taken off after beta, 
still haven't returned, even with the figures that GFN have. You know, the 10 million player mark, uh, they breached that. Yeah. So, yeah. appearing on xCloud. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that as well doesn't, doesn't help. So... I'm I'm glad you said that because that brings my I again thousand games great good job getting some big games this year but the the no brainers of EA right you have Ubisoft Plus why can't they get like EA Play Plus onto this platform I'll, I'll tell right? you why I I think it is quickly it's just EA uh this they they had a. A, an alpha test of a cloud service not so yeah. long ago. I don't know what happened to that. I tested it. It wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still think EA are trying to do something on their own. Uh, Project Atlas, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jace. Um, and I just think I think they don't know who to commit to right now. So uh, they're supporting Game Pass, but not everything's coming to the cloud. In fact, very, very few, very few EA games are playable in the cloud. Um, I think they're in a funny space right now where they're just watching what's happening everywhere, and then I think they'll sort of latch on to where they see their best business interests, you know, in terms of money, uh, because we know EA is all about those uh those pennies with the microtransactions and whatnot, but that's a conversation for a different day. So yeah. that's my feelings on that there. I think that's why. Yeah. Do you think that's what's happening with other companies as well? They just like send sidelines and watching all that's going on. Because again, right, Capcom, well, we have Resident Evil 8 and 7, but take that part. You're not seeing them hop on gfn as well and they just started supporting stadia right konami has two or three games on luna but apart from that they nowhere else do you feel like these companies are just sitting back seeing what's going on and eventually they're gonna either create their own or hop on yeah because right now the cloud market is so it's actually quite um there's there's so many players in the cloud space right now for such little reward and they're going to die. They're going to die off and become something else eventually. I would think. Just there's, there's not there's not a big enough market for these big publishers to you know say yeah, we're going to spend this time, this effort, this labour, um, for like no reward. When are we going to see the reward sort of thing? I don't think they're all prepared to invest just now into such a small percentage of of a huge gaming market. I, I will put it in simple terms or my sort of simple terms, they need to make it uh, appealing for them mm. to put their games on to the platforms. And how do they make it appealing? We've seen with the leaked uh, documents uh, on how Resident Evil appeared on to Stadia. <laughs> money. It's money. all... It's all about uh, the money. Unfortunately, uh, gaming is a business. And... Uh, and I think this maybe gets lost in a lot of people. It's it's not nice to say, but gaming is a business. If if the developers are not going to, and publishers aren't going to make money bringing games to cloud platforms, and they're not going to bring them, it's I think it's down to that. Or they feel that they're going to lose money, or they're going to lose a cut of the pie, uh, which I think that's what some of the issues that GFN have. For I, I don't really understand because it's all going through the PC, but uh, I think it's, it's a business. Okay, 
So it, it then goes to show who's willing to play ball, right? EA, I think it's one of those companies you got to write them a big fat check, right? I mean, I think it's the same thing with Capcom, and that's why we saw Resident Evil 8, I mean, 10 million, right, is the rumored price. Do you feel like GFN is just not willing to shell out that much cash to get these titles? Because realistically, if Stadia didn't pull out the kind of dough they did to get those games on their platform, it probably wouldn't be there. So do you think GeForce Now is not doing enough when it comes to shelling out cash to get this game? I don't think they need to. I don't think they need to throw money at people. It's a case of, hey, do you want access to 10 more million people to be able to play your game? They buy it from one of the stores that you're already on. There's no extra work for you. There's As long as they own the game, that's the USP for GFN is allowing more people to play simply, not... Let's give you money to put you on our service. That's no benefit to GeForce Now. Well, GeForce GeForce Now doesn't have a storefront, though. I think I think that's the issue that's at hand for them. Is even the Luna is not a storefront. Um, it's still when you pay them to access that library. There's been a contract made for games in their ecosystem. All GeForce Now is doing is taking games that already exist in Steam, Epic, and you know, whatever other store exists out there and has a licensing agreement to allow the game to be to be streamed. That's the issue is the licensing agreements and the contracts. It's not about giving them a cut of 10 million like Stadia did because Stadia has its own storefront. Therefore, the game exists within Stadia. So the, the entire conversation shifts when you're talking about... It's such a weird thing to even try to compare GeForce Now to the others because their entire business model is is predominantly built upon that subscription cost that you that you give them in order to to even themselves out and then on top of that they have to then work out a licensing agreement to allow the game to be streamed and that's that's the whole reason why these developers and publishers uh, i said it in our private chat but money and contracts is that's that's the shift that's happening behind the scenes is okay that's fine but you're not we're not getting a cut of this game in your storefront gfm because you don't have a storefront so therefore we want a cut of a licensing fee and you're going to pay us this amount. And then now GFN's got to figure out, well, is it worth spending that money or is it not worth spending that money for the licensing agreement? So it's a lot of behind the scenes chess happening on that. True. Yeah, true absolutely, man. Go ahead, gamer. Yeah. I was just going to add something really quickly. I'm not sure if we touched on the, um, the part, the, the piece of existing relationships with, uh, console, uh, like so, such as PS, uh, PlayStation and Xbox and, and those guys, a lot of these, publishers value those relationships quite a bit and um they talk to these guys a lot regarding the the cloud and um different platforms like gfn stadia and luna like hey what do you guys think about this you know what what are you what are your take what are your opinions about all of this and um you know it's such a scratch my back industry you don't want to step on anyone's toes, especially in the console world. You, that, that's just something you don't do um, from a publisher or a developer side of things. Um, so it, that could play a large role if someone's like, hey, I, I, I just throw it on xCloud at some point or or we'll work it out with you or, or whatever it might be. We'll never see the game you know, where no matter what the cost is, if the stadia's throwing out 10 mil, I mean, okay. Or up, what if they gave um, 20 mil for call of duty? I mean, something like that will never happen, right? It, no matter what the price is, 
um, the relationship is just so strong with console. We will we'll probably never see a Call of Duty on Stadia. Um, and I think it's the same way with a lot of the other big publishers. But Chase is right. It's all about, you know, what can your platform do for me um, from a dollar perspective uh, when it comes to GFN? I mean, uh, these guys don't really care about the user base because it, it isn't a lot of work on their end to throw the games over. Um, on Stadia, yeah, they, they do care about the cost because it, it, before the toolkit, there was a lot of work going into porting these games over to Stadia. So they're like, well, hey, man, it, it just isn't worth it for us. But GFN, it's easy. It's worth it um, in my perspective because of the users. But it comes back to the money side of it all and um, and existing relationships with other um, you know console um, creators and makers. Okay, fair enough. For the sake of time, um, I do want to move on. <laughs> so yeah, we can be here all day. I want to spend more time on, on this uh, conversation but gamer tv appreciate your input for sure but since you were the last one to go i actually i don't know if you've been following the stadia dev conference but i was hoping to have you on today because again you're next dev and i just want to get your feedback on the stadia dev news right again what what's been going on if you guys didn't catch the whole uh stadia dev keynote and com- uh uh, if you want to call it conference, then uh, they're trying to make it interesting for devs to create games onto this platform again, right? Offering an 85 to 15 split. Um, and for Stadia Pro, right, they talked about uh, 70% going revenue going uh, back to the creators, right? Depending on how much time the consumers put into playing those games on Pro. So a lot of the things here, little incentive to make it look enticing for devs to port the games over. I would have to say the biggest one is they're making the porting process, uh, bringing your games onto this Stadia platform a lot more simple, right? Going from bulk into um, just porting a game if it's Windows-based. All these stuff, I think, is really good for the Google Stadia platform. I think this will help us hopefully see more games come to the platform. But having you as an ex-dev here, I just want to know, what's your take on this news? And do you think we'll start seeing more games come to the Stadia platform because of all these moves is made? Um, you know, that that's a tough one. I think the moves are, are smart moves, number one. So kudos, they're paying attention. Um, they they realized GFN just dropped a thousand games, <laughs> and they're like, "How did that happen?" <laughs> okay, well, fine. Vulcan is a is a hindrance, and um, some people might feel a little you know miffed about that comment, but it's it's the truth. For the Stadia platform, Vulcan was the hindrance in general. It isn't that tough to bring games over to Linux, but for Stadia, it was. They did not have the tools available for. In, in the platform for the devs to use. The devs would have to source the tools and hire someone who was, who's familiar with the tools in order to get their games over. But now Stadia has changed it where there's absolutely nothing you need to do extra. 
just go through the regular porting process and we'll use the toolkit to convert different hooks over to Vulkan for you. So that's a huge difference versus these tools already being available in Linux. So let's just clear the air on that one. Um, but I think it's a great idea and it should bring more games. But the problem is 80%, 75% of nothing is still nothing. So a lot of work still has to go into it from Stadia's part. And a lot of the honest is on still on Stadia to bring these games over just because you tell a dev, Hey man, we're giving you 85 or 80%, 70%, whatever it might be. But we'll look at that and say, well, that's still nothing. You know, where were the users to what? make this worthwhile? Okay. I was going to ask, what does nothing mean? So you're saying the users are not there for that to Yeah, be absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for it to be enticing. But, but and, and I segue that into the other piece of that. They also have a really great monetization. You cut out a little gamer. <laughs> Oh man, he was just getting into it, man. Uh, all right, let's give him a sec to to come back. But let's check in with Chase. When Gamer comes, we'll just switch back to him. What's your take on this? Well, I can I can pick up where he where he left off because I was actually going to say something similar. I I think number one, um, the truth is a little bit in the middle. There's been some really big extremes with this 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 keynote. Like there's been the extreme of well, this proves that Stadia is. Um, they're grasping for straws and this is a uh, desperation move, which I, I don't think it is. Um, and there's also been the extreme of, well, this has never been a problem. So why, um, you know, why, why is all of a sudden there's a big deal out of this? There, there's two big things. So number one gamer was, was touching on this is that the 8515 is, is great. And in theory, it should bring more players to not more players, but more games to the platform. The issue that comes in hand is, is that these developers are going to look at what's the cost analysis versus their return on investment. They're going to look at the player base and they're going to look at for the cost perspective, is there enough players there that potentially will buy our game that will give us back that, you know, that, that uh, initial investment plus us actually make some money. And if that's not there, they're going to second guess it from a financial perspective. Um, the 70% for Stadia Pro is a great thing on top of the base pay. We still don't know. There's no indication of what is that base pay going to look like? Is it going to change? Is it going to increase? Is it going to stay the same? Um, and then there was also the state share numbers, which I, I don't know if anyone caught that. I, I was talking about this as well, that you know there was a one out of 10 and eight times number. They didn't give us any data sets to say one out of 10 of what? Eight times of what? Because one out of 10 can be great if the number that's actually, you know, interacting with that is expansive. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Stadia on this. It's, this is what, what companies do folks like PR wise, they spin things into where it makes it sound a little bit better. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's not faulting them, but it, you just want to be able to see the data to see, okay, well, what does that one of 10 mean? And it's the eight times number of players, you know, interacting with state share clips, you know, what was eight times of what, how many players was it that was interacting? So I think overall you can look at the keynote as there was a lot of positives. You got a roadmap, you have an idea of where they're likely going to be going, but I do think there are some things where as it stands today, I don't think anyone can look into a crystal ball and either say that Stadia is going to die because of this or Stadia is going to live or succeed because of this guaranteed one way or the other. There's too many variables. I know that's not attractive to say, I know wait and see is never attractive. People don't want to hear that, but you really have to wait and see on this. There's too many, there's too many pieces to it to determine what the success rate is going to be out of it. True. Nicely said, Chase. Nicely uh, said. 
Oh, people are just cutting out left and right. <laughs> What's happening? But let's check. finish what you're saying this time. Yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> I feel, go ahead, pick up. I, I feel like we'll get picked on here. It's just. Chase, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got anything else to add there? No, no, I, I I don't know what's going on with my browser. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, no, I, I just was closing it out by saying that there's too many variables and there's a lot of stuff we don't know. So until we get more data, which Google isn't going to give us, you know, that that's just not their historical track record. You know, I would just say as consumers, just do your own research and find what fits your use case and what's best for you, you know, at the end of the day. Okay. Go ahead, Duncan. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, it's basically echoing what Gamer TV and uh, Chase were saying, just with my uniqueness, so no one can understand this. Uh, w- with that, uh, I'm not talking about anybody. I am talking generally here. Uh, I think there's been a lot of people have been getting completely taken away from one extreme to the other, where Stadia is saved. This is absolutely brilliant. Everybody, there's going to be about a million games coming on to Stadia now. And at the other end of the extreme of this is Stadia's uh, last shot. And uh, this is them just showing... (laughs) Uh, trying to get something to stick and this is the end and this is the final straw. Uh, I think it's a a wait and see sort of thing. I am optimistic that this is a good first step to try and get more games onto the platform firstly. Uh, Just to take this into a slightly different area because I don't think there's any point me treading over the ground here. Uh, I think uh, this is a move uh, which I've been talking about for a while. We've been talking about this a as a panel to get more games onto Pro with that uh, change in subscription model there, where they are offering seventy percent uh, share of the Pro uh, game uh, revenue to the devs, depending on how many times uh, games are played by users in Stadia. I think we could have an absolutely massive talk about how that is a good thing and how that is a bad thing, but I don't want to go down here because we are limited in, on time. But uh, I'm, I just want to see what happens. I, I'm still waiting for the second piece of this. Um, are they going to come out and speak to us as consumers? Because this does seem to have some consumer sort of uh, things going on with this change in the pro model. Uh, I can just see an absolute mountain of games on Stadia now just going to the pro and (laughs) Stadia becoming a subscription service first and a buying service second. That still means you buy games on Stadia. It just means they're going to be pushing the pro model to try and get more more people to take that up because there's going to be more games. So that's going to be their their spiral. They've seen what's going on with Luna. They've seen what's going on with Game Pass and they're trying to do something slightly different with that. There is going to be the slight... uh, nervousness from gamers out there and that there's going to be a a load of uh, gas games on a load of rpgs and some of the other indie titles may get lost uh, because the way they've set up the subscription model but overall the conference for me was very very positive for for stadia but i'm not saying completely another way knocked away from the park it is it is starting to write the ship in my in my view and I just want to see where it goes. Okay. So 
<laughs> we're not gonna do that um let's check in with you chief what's your take I, I, uh, so I, I think people want to know, <laughs> I've, I've heard all this week. It's crazy. They, they, I was in, uh, Anthony's show and they painting you as this guy that, you know, think or say the state is going to die. Like where, where just clear, clear the air with that, man, because people are under the impression that you still believe like this platform is dead. Even with all this news, where you have I ever that? said Stadia is dead? I, I don't know where anybody could Agreed. pull that from, to be honest. Agreed. Considering I've been in advocate of Stadia, I'm saying Stadia. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Duncan put words in my mouth to that effect, but no, I, I think <laughs> Stadia is yes struggling. It's it's not dead by a long shot. It's still the best technology and still the best streaming service there is but yeah i i've said for a long time pro is not worth ten dollars a month it's what you're getting for those games and you know the 4k hdr not all games are 4k not all games are hdr it it's like paying for netflix hdr and being streamed at 1080 you would have something to say about it and i think it's gone on for quite a long time on uh, on stadia and now with the Luna going to be pushing potentially 4K support and you know, expanding to play Ubisoft games at 4K would be cheaper on Luna than it would be on Stadia. So that's another thing that I think that they need to be careful of. The biggest announcement I, I took away from the Stadia dev stream was the Vulcan toolkit support. It I think Gamer TV said it. It's just a toolkit. It's actually, I think it was two parts. One was a, an easier porting toolkit, and the other was the removing the requirement for Vulcan, which they've neither confirmed or denied. Maybe Gamer, you can correct me on this, but potentially it means that they can run the DirectX version of games rather than porting it to Vulcan. So I'm not sure whether it means they can support both or whether that means that they will do the porting essentially for them from DirectX to Vulcan, but. You can chime in there. Yeah, no, no, it, you're absolutely right. Um, so Stadia's team, from what what I know, and this is not even in the the keynote, but um, they're actually going to handle a lot of the heavy lift with on the Vulcan side of things. So developers can simply roll in their DirectX games and and go. See, that's okay. a shame because that still means that there is a ton of work to be done on getting it to work, rather than them tweaking the engine to run the DirectX version of the games. In my opinion. But still a big bonus. It's something that users or devs will obviously be able to take up on because it will be easier for them to port. The the pro revenue share, again, you know, how many users? Now Stadia definitely has more users than people give it credit for, you know. We definitely know it's more than five. Um and I did go digging for this, and the only game that I could find the leaderboard beyond top 10 or whatever is actually sniper elite 4 which has been a pro game and unfortunately i've got enough kills to be in the top fifty thousand. so there's at least fifty thousand people who have played sniper elite 4 but if you only get one kill you're going to be down the bottom somewhere so you would give a better aspect of how many it's over 100k yeah we know that over a hundred thousand people then have played sniper elite 4 so you know there are there is a pool of users, it, but 
as somebody said in the comments, it will bring a lot more indie devs because we're gonna they're gonna get a revenue share. But a hundred thousand users is still nothing to the likes of EA or even Ubisoft. Really, Ubisoft we know put everything into the cloud. They know they support pretty much every cloud service out there. But for publishers who are umming and ahhing about it and wondering whether it's worth that effort, a hundred thousand users is not worth the effort in a lot of larger games books, I would think. So it'll be very interesting to see if Luna does manage to get those over Stadia. And that's why Stadia has to throw £10 million at publishers to actually get those games over. So it's a wait and see. I don't want Stadia to go. I just want them to get better games and more of them because it's still the best streaming technology. It, It hands down is. Even their 1080 upscaling is just far superior to anything any other client can do on the local upscaling right now. xCloud is a a great example of that. If you play them on a 720 or 1080 stream, hardly any difference at all. But you take the 1080 version of Stadia and play it on a 4K TV or monitor, it looks good. It looks fine. You do the same with xCloud or Luna. You see the stream compression. You see Bitty. It looks horrendous in comparison. So if they can apply that technology to a wider variety of games, then great. But they need to bolster that £10 subscription because it's not worth it. You may as well just pay nothing and buy the game and play it on Stadia. For most people, I just don't see the value in the pro. So if they can do something to bolster that pro subscription, all the better. Okay. Fair enough. Monkey, uh, what was your take on all this? He covered the news for it, so... Yeah, no, it's moves. Moves, I think, needed to be made. Um, I think Stadia, I don't think they're panicking or anything like that, like we were talking about, you know, two ends of the extreme, but, you know, those uh, those websites and articles have to sell themselves one way or another for your attention. Um, all the news is good. They're pushing forward. They, they quite clearly want to have more games. My only concern with the sheer benefits uh, based on an engagement basis is that, that a small indie company um, when I get a big share of that isn't going to be too inclined in my opinion. I think that's designed for a live service game where players are going to consistently play daily because there's daily tasks, there's daily rewards, etc. for signing in. Um, I think that's going to benefit those types of games more than, say, a small indie company has written a Great little action adventure that's a playthrough of you know 10, 20 hours. Um you could you could get essentially get that done in like three days. Whereas a live service game, if you're consistently going back to it, um, you know, their engagement figures are going to be higher. And other than that, good moves, let's get more games. And it's not more games for me in case anyone takes us away. It's more games for everyone to get more people playing on the platform because we know that it's very stable and it's it's working, you know, pretty well 95% of the time. Good point, good point. Me personally, I think overall this was, this was a good move. Um, this just shows me that cloud gaming is still so young, still in the infant, uh, infant stage. Um, people are still trying to figure out what this should look like. And again, this shows that number one, again, 
shift happened internally for Google and the Stadia team, and we know that. But the fact that they're making these changes tells me that, you know, something was not working and they were aware of it and they want to make it work. Um, so overall, this this is nothing but a great move for the platform. Um, people expecting them like to see the effects of it of this like today, tomorrow. I think this is going to be like a long, long term thing and, you know, give it like six months to a year. Possibly we might start seeing the results of this, but overall, I think this is good. And like I said previously, Stadia needed to do something to shake things up. They made some internal changes, and I think overall that was really good. If something's not working, business to tell you to change it up, and they did that. So let's see what happens going forward with this uh, news for the devs and just with the internal changes that happen with the company as well. But go ahead, someone else want to hop on? Oh, that was me. Punt. No, I was. I was, I was just. I was just going to. I was just going to say something here because we get this. We get this rep that we are just in there sticking the knife in for this data just for the just for the hell of it, basically. And some of the stuff we have been talking about for months now came sort of to light uh, with this talk. Uh, trying to make it easier to port into Stadia. We've been talking about that, trying to make it more appealing to devs. We've been talking about that. A lot of the stuff we have been harping on about and getting a lot of flack uh, out there, it seems to have been happening there because I know myself and uh, Gamer TV last last week we said what was the number one thing you want Stadia to announce at this, and myself and Gamer TV have probably worded better than me because he's better at all that sort of carry on than me. Uh, basically, I, I said go for a full Windows sort of port where you can just do your Windows games, and that semi came true. True. No, the, yeah. we here's the thing, guys, and we we have to speak about the positive. We have to speak about the negative. A company will not grow if all they hear is positive statements, right? So, if they think that a company needs to do improve, that's what this channel is all about. We will talk about that, and hopefully, I know they watch, even though they don't want to agree that they do. Um, you guys do. And hopefully, yeah, what is said here and what the chat have to say is something that they listen to and they try to apply and make changes. Um, but something else happened with the Google Stadia team um, that I do want to give a shout out to as well. Number one, we're getting FIFA 22. We know that, right? And it's the next gen version of the game. I know some people want to say resolution wise, it might not hit it, but Overall, this is this is good. So now we have Madden, we have FIFA, we've got Star Wars, we've got um, the older version of Madden and FIFA. So those are the five games I'm assuming that they signed the contract for. It's all great, all great news. Um, but my thing is, I think they need to sign another contract, man, because I would love to see battlefield 5 on this platform and these other ea games i know the devs already said the platforms that are coming are it but i would love to see them make another deal with ea to get more ea games on here mass effect will be a great addition we were talking about games earlier to the platform but i'm just going to open what are you pointing at 
Okay, go ahead, Chief. First of all, correction. Battlefield 2042, Battlefield 5 is already out. I'm sorry. Although that would still be a great addition. 2042 would would be be. even better. I was waiting for somebody Um, to speak (laughs) up on that one. (laughs) Um, One of the last points I wanted to mention that I kind of neglected to say about was the the whole thing with the affiliate program that they they released. You know, not just the the pro revenue share. They also did a pro um, affiliate program for devs where they would get a portion for every £500 worth of revenue that they linked to in their own marketing, which I I don't want to say too much about Stadia's marketing, but this seems like the worst thing to do. Hey, market your own games we played on our platform and we'll give you some money for it. It seemed like a bit of a really strange way. And again, I think missed the mark because if they would have gone after streamers, channels, not just us, I'm talking... You know, the impact that that would have had on the Stadia marketing and mindset would have been humongous. Imagine if they said, for every pro sign up, you get a dollar, or for every person who stays with us three months, you get five dollars. How many huge streamers out there who won't touch Stadia with a barge pole would have changed their opinion? In but an instant, they did say influencers, though. Wouldn't streamers be considered influencers? No, they didn't say influencers, they said publishers. I would so say it's, it's marketing from the publisher for their game on Stadia. Okay. That's who's getting the revenue, and that's why I think it's a really stupid thing to do. Whereas, if you would have said, you know, if they opened it up to a streamers to say, here's your affiliate link for everybody who signs up to Pro and pays, because obviously you've got that window will give you one or two dollars just think of how many yeah. of the big yeah. streamers out there would have gone hey play this game on stadia it's yeah. really good look how good this game is like rainbow six siege you said how many millions of subs have just a couple of rainbow six siege players got same with things like fifa they've got huge player bases of these games that are already on stadia and they're not tapping into those audiences so it would have been great to have seen a better affiliate program for those type of things because i think that would have had much bigger impact on the way people view the platform because youtubers are greedy true game are you gonna say something yeah so i I totally agree with you chief and i was going to touch on that as well i'm not sure if i you know, agree with the developers affiliate program, but I do agree with the, um, the deep integrations with Google advertisements, um, Google ads, I mean, hands down are probably the best ad system in the world and, uh, having access to this as a developer through Stadia's platform, just, it helps us own the success of our, our creations in a way that we aren't able to anywhere else. So I think it's a benefit and, and, and it's a kudos to them for, for doing something different that no other platform is, is sort of capable of right now for the developer. They're, they're sort of saying, Hey, you can link your game into the platform for instant play. Um, throw this on your social channels, throw it into your regular marketing that you'll, you'll actually do for the game online, digital marketing that is, and boom, you know, bring in your own users. Um, you can track them. You hear the full analytics on that. You know where they're coming from. You know how long they've stayed in your game. You really can't find that on any other platform outside of Google ads. So kudos to them for including that. But I, I'm not sure if I would have 
you know, d- diminished it by saying, hey, here's, you know, be an affiliate and do it. It's like, I'm going to do it anyway because it, it helps my game. You know, the, the little money you're talking about giving me for bringing people to your platform, that that's too much. That, that's a little too much for me. Go ahead, Ace, yes. I was going to say, do we have time where I can just add one quick thing? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I wanted to just circle back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago about, cause I think gamers set it up. So I was just going to segue. Um, I think this is exactly why you have to really take a slow approach to this whole, uh, again, positive announcement. I think smart move to put all the chips in the middle of the table. It shows the commitment level from them. You can't question that, but to, to immediately assume that these trajectories that they've now set are going to be successful I think is very hard to say one way or the other. And and I think one thing, and I want to say this very carefully because I'm not judging anybody that's had a adverse opinion about Stadia and I'm not, I don't want to get into who has said something about Stadia negatively or not negatively, like as far as like media and stuff. But what I'm getting at is, is that the platform, you know, factually has had a lot of negative um, negativity around it. Right. So the, the real question is, is does these, these moves, these chess moves that they've done, are they enough to get them out of that place? And again, I, I don't think it's fair to say, yes, it will, or no, it won't. You really just have to take a step back and see, one, how do developers react to this? Do they believe that financially it makes sense? And two, are the players, when we start seeing some more, what I would call maybe the lower level games come in like a rogue company, if that were to happen oh, or, you know, something like that, that that's going to start then getting sure. the, the mindset shifted towards some of the other devs where they go, okay, well now we're starting to see an increase in the player yeah. base. Maybe it makes sense now for us financially. So those are the things you got to start watching is yeah. over time, how all those things unfold. I think you hit it right on. I've always said like, where are these little games, right? The, the Valheims, the rogue companies. And again, Portland, if Portland was an issue, hopefully that's, you know, cleared with this announcement. If, you know, they're concerned about making money from making games on the platform, hopefully that's been cleared. I think, like Chase was saying, a good indication will see if this is successful. If we start seeing these other, you know, little games making their way to the platform, for sure. All right, so for the sake of time, let's move to Steam, Steam Deck. I'm just going to open it up. Um, Originally, when I saw this announcement, I was like, I'm not touching this. Uh, No way. 720p. So I got the GPD WinMax, and uh, I I was really hyped up for that, and I got it, and the 720p screen pushed me away from it. I was like, what the hell? I'm paying almost $1,000 for this, and they stuck at 720p. I didn't like that, right? So then I went back to my Switch, playing it. I was like, huh, the 720p screen is not too bad, even though, again, it's smaller than the GPD. But that got me... Again, I saw the 720 and it's like, now nah, I'm not getting it. And my thing is, the screen, if the Switch is good enough, again, Switch is coming out with an OLED, still 720p, this might not be too bad. When it comes to like the internals, again, it has a trackpad. I want to test it out, see how accurate that's going to be for... First person shooters, imagine like playing Rainbow Six and the advantage that uh, we complain about is like PC plays versus Stadia plays that have mouse and keyboard. So if you can navigate quickly with that touch pad, right, that's an advantage. So I think overall this can potentially be 
the ultimate cloud gaming platform. Um, again, great specs. You can download games. You can play in the cloud when you are about to go because of cross-platform play and save. You can just transition. Um, so I just want to open up to you guys. How big of a move is this from Steam? And do you think it's going to affect the cloud gaming space for positive and negative? You guys just let me know. So anyone can just hop on with Steam Deck. I don't want to go first, but it's bugging me. 800p. <laughs> this, it's just easier okay, to call it 720. It's 720p, bro. <laughs> they, they say 720. So I'm going to call it 720. But, yeah. Anyone, hop on. Okay, I'll jump in first quickly and get my thoughts over the way. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a great little device. I'm intrigued. Um, because you can literally... You can wipe it and just have a Windows PC on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, storage wise, I think the price the price on it storage isn't great. Um, it looks really heavy. I, I want to get it in my hands and see see what it's like. It, it's something new, take it. I want to try it. Um, in terms of cloud gaming, I don't I don't see you paying four hundred pounds for this just to play cloud gaming. Um, so if you're not already in the PC, the PC market, I don't think you're going to be overly interested. Maybe we are, we are different here because we like to put everything through the paces. Um, you know, especially Ace and Chief, you guys love testing out the, the new tech and that. It's great. Um, but the PC landscape is so big uh, and it's just going to, people are just going to buy that because it's new and, and they want to try it. And you can dock it as well and hook it up to your PC. Um, I just don't know how long it would how how long the you know the the novelty will will, will last uh, if if that makes sense because if you're gaming on a PC already I think that's just going to be a novelty thing for you um, to take mobility wise uh, and it's a lot of money for for um, those instances so that's my thoughts. Okay. Thanks for that. Anyone else have anything to say about Steam Deck? Yeah, uh, I have got mine pre-ordered. I am really, really excited for it. Uh, I have went for the 5, 12 gigabyte, the super duper. Oh, my goodness. You went for the extreme one. Yes, I went for that. I think this is going to be uh, very... Interesting for the cloud. I what I see for me anyway is I think I'm going to be downloading games onto it if I know I'm going places yeah. where there is uh, no Wi-Fi or no uh, internet at, at all, and just uh, jump in and have a bit of uh, fun there and hook it up to my TV because it comes with it. Or you can buy a dock, you can dock it up to your TV, and then continue my gaming on the TV. Yeah. Uh, we can guesstimate how many people have signed up for this because uh, I'm not sure if you're aware that the numbers were right there for the first hour or so. Um, during that first hour, uh, there's between 100,000 to 200,000 people have pre-ordered uh, this device straight away. Uh, so we're t- it's not like millions and millions, but we do know that people there's a sizable amount of people have bought it 
uh, or have stuck the money down. Um, what's actually more intriguing to me is that the number of developers out there who are on board uh, with this already. That we know Larian Studios have already been uh, messing about with it because some of their developers have uh, talked about it, and we've actually seen other developers are just really buzzing to actually get this, and they've been signing up to get it. I think this. I think this. It's going to be a disruptive sort of device sector, and I think this is going to be a real good gift touch week for me when I get mine next year. Uh, as you can, or sorry, can I say okay? So sorry to cut you off. I'm looking at this, and I think we might be off um, because if you reserve it now, you expected order availability is Q2 2022, right? I think if we pre-ordered it, it said afterwards, Q1, 2022, Q2. I think if you reserved it when it went live originally, we will get this in launch if, when it launches in December. Yeah, if you actually, if you log in under yours, uh, under your name, mine's down as expected delivery Q1 2022. I haven't seen many people actually getting uh, December. So it is. uh, I I think it might be like a safe, um, but I think we still might get ours December because it says shipping anyway. Uh, just wanna, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's definitely worth looking like that. If you go to the one beside it, the five twelve, it's now uh, F- Q3. Q3, yes. So uh, this device is pretty popular right there, and uh, I, I, I'm welcoming this because I'm just really looking forward to actually messing about with it. Yeah, true. I agree. Um, I, I like what you said about like downloading games. That's how I plan on using it to play in the cloud. But if I'm going somewhere, if I'm traveling, just like the Switch, right? You know, you can play it without Wi Fi. So, again, good stuff. But someone else was going to say something. Yeah. So, I'm, I was umming and ahhing about this device. You know, I've got a Switch, the 720. Yeah, it works for Switch games. But this is Steam. This is Steam games. So these are PC games, huge library available you know, at your fingertips potentially. So I was reserved about the the twelve eighty by eight hundred screen. So it's not quite eight hundred p, but it's sixteen by ten rather than sixteen by nine uh, resolution. So it's more the PC aspect ratio, which is what it's keeping there. Uh, what I did find very interesting is that it's running basically linux with uh, a steam os front end and they said that basically all games will run because they've been they've got a, a layer which will port those games and you can install third-party apps i.e a browser which means that you could put geforce now stadia and xcloud all running through the browser there yeah. for your when you are connected and then when you're not connected you could download a couple of those games now the 64 gig model Good luck installing more than two games. Um, so you probably would would want to go for the mid tier there, and also then have the NVMe for the the speed of launch. They do have an SD card storage for all models. They do, but again, you know, a two five six, well, one hundred twenty eight gig, class ten, U three SSD is still going to set you back another fifty to sixty quid, depending on True. what quality you go for. So. You know, you're not going to gain a lot of benefit there for the price difference, but 
uh, NVMe is just so much faster than SSD or um, a memory card. So do bear that in mind. I do think that the quality of the screen is going to be, you're going to need to see it to believe it. I think playing uh, xCloud on a phone screen at 720 looked fine. You know, again, when you blew it up on a bigger screen, it was an issue. But it's a retina display, although the resolution is capped at 720 by 1080. Um, sorry, 1280 by 800. You are going to get that quality because the screen is going to be better than an OLED. It's going to be like a retina display. So you're going to get that color contrast and everything else. So it would be really cool to see, I think. And you're not going to have stream compression to worry about because it's all running locally. So it'd be really interesting to see. And again, having the cloud aspect on there, I think really bolsters it. And having the mice on there to get around those games like GeForce Now or xCloud needing a mouse every now and then. And the pro controller buttons at the back there. It really has covered it all, but the weight is the biggest issue, I think, for a lot of people on battery life. I don't see how running a, a full PC game at medium to high graphics for more than an hour or two is gonna it's gonna cope. They have said they've gave rough numbers on the IGM video, uh two hours to four four hours for and if you drop down the the FPS you can get a lot more as well. Right. So right. quite decent um for you know gaming on the go for sure. All right, so looking at the time, uh anyone else wanna to add to this before we quickly just touch on <laughs> Xbox Cloud Gaming? Pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Gaming. good. Uh, I mean you, you guys covered everything. That that, right. that was great. Oh cool. All right, so xCloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming released the medium. Let's just, the other games weren't uh, the greatest. I mean, we can touch on it here, but I feel like the biggest game this week for the platform was the medium, right? Again, uh, just looking at the list here, Blood Roots and Farming Simulator 19 were the other games. But let's talk about the medium. Chief, you compared this to the Series X. How was the experience and... Would you recommend people playing this game in the cloud? Yeah, I think when I just did the the xCloud on its own, it's hands down one of the best looking games on xCloud I've seen today. And the way it played was just, it was it felt native. Now I do use a wired Xbox controller because xCloud's Bluetooth latency is not great. Uh, so I've always had a wired PC controller when I'm playing xCloud and it, it's not an issue at all. Um, Quality-wise, fantastic, but yeah, once you're at 1440p on a monitor, you do notice that stream compression. But if you play it on a tablet or a 1080 monitor, it looks so crisp. You wouldn't believe that it's coming from the cloud. Yeah, you're muted. Keep going, Chief. Or someone else take over. I know Gaming TV was... uh... Go ahead in awe over the quality of this oh yeah (laughs) i absolutely loved it man i um i played it locally on series x had a great time with it and uh i had high expectations for x cloud actually and and it didn't let me down um we have to always you know keep these buckets in mind you know local and cloud 
I, you know, my expectations are totally different between the two. I, I always look at local as my um, tour de force experience when I really want that, the, uh, you know, what the devs were after. That's where I'm going to play. If it's that type of game, I have to try it locally. Um, cloud is always a supplemental thing for me at this point where um, I, I expect it to perform well. I, I expect it to look good, but I, I don't expect um, local level quality so i'm not disappointed at all i think it's probably the best game on on x cloud right now um or xbox game streaming cloud streaming um yeah i i, I love it having a great time with it and performance wise it's it's phenomenal I, I didn't drop a single frame and and if i did i didn't notice it didn't feel any latency um, but as chief said the uh, the fidelity of it, it has to improve overall um and that's that's a um, holistic xCloud thing that that they're working on. Um, but for me here in in California, I, I kid you not, my experience is top notch across most of the Xbox game uh, cloud games. My experience is is amazing, and fidelity I see it improving every single day. So I'm I'm excited about the the ceiling and where Xbox Cloud is going. Um, we know the library's there, and, and the only thing they have to clean up is to roll out my experience to the rest of the world. <laughs> Agreed. Sorry about earlier. The wife was trying to talk, but um, I do see improvements. I was playing Gears the other day. I tried the medium, and on my phone, it works great. Again, um, 2K display. Uh, it ran pretty well. I was using the Razer Kishi ran well, but then when I tried to play it on my TV, maybe because Xbox Cloud Gaming is not officially supported, I'm sorry, my TV, it just didn't play too well, right? But I'm noticing that there's, there was this like blurry or grainy look that Gears of War 5 had when I used, when I tested, when it went live with the Series X Blade and it's not there anymore. And I'm noticing some games, uh, the grain look is gone. So it shows or it tells me that they are still working on it. But yeah, I mean, if you're playing on your phone, it runs well, I think. Um, but yeah, that's just my overall take on it. it it's interesting you said that because Marchief was saying that the Bluetooth latency on xCloud is not great. But for me, it's actually the opposite. It's the better way to play. Wired is not great. Um, and I think this is a testament to where cloud is not definitive for any of these services for everybody. It doesn't, one experience is not the, the, the test case for everybody. And, you know, I kind of had to take a step back, you know, recently, again, just being reminded by one of my friends that, you know, he has internet where he has a 10 megabit connection and satellite internet's the only option that lives around me. And I, and I have, I would say fairly decent internet with 80 megs. And the, the conditions, it, it, you have network, you have the router, you have the distance and the ping from the server. There's so many variables where it's never the same experience for every single person. Uh, and even for me with 80 megabytes, if my wife is doing you know some work and it draws down that 80, it could cause all the services I play on Luna, Xbox, and Stadia all have the same problem. It'll start to have those hiccups. So, you know, it... it uh, what's what's the terminology? It's a uh, user case may vary, right? Or results may vary. So it, it that that's just the reality, I think. True. All right, fellas. Uh, 
anyone else want to add to that? If not, let's uh, let's wrap this up. We're over time. I just want to round off what Chase is saying there. So yeah. one thing that we really want to press home with all these cloud services, it doesn't matter how good your internet speed is, latency is the key and frames dropped as Gamer TV said. So you could have a 250 meg connection, but if your latency is 50 milliseconds, it's going to run like rubbish. It really depends on those hops between your controller, your device, your router, your internet, then going out to all these other services. So just because you've got a terabyte download doesn't mean you're going to have a great experience. True, true. Thanks for the wise words, sir. Um, but let's let's wrap this up. Uh, guys, appreciate you guys watching. This was a lot of fun. Um, again, this is going to be in audio format right after this. Check out Anchor and Spotify, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. But just want to give the members a chance to let people know where they can find them and what they do. So, Chase, sir, good to have you on here, man. I, I appreciate the last minute uh, <laughs> drop in, man. Again, your family here. But tell people what you're doing, where, where they can find you, sir. Yeah, so I do my my primary uh, show is on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Saturday Morning Coffee Talk, uh, and it's the Gaming Advocate YouTube channel, and it's focused on talking about subjects and gaming and cloud gaming from the business and the marketing perspective. But it's consumer advocacy. It's where uh, the the listeners and the viewers, their voice is what matters. They drive the conversation. It's a space designed for them to be able to voice what they believe you know, whether it's good or bad about a product from their purchasing decision, and that should be, you know, valued and honored. So that, that's the space that's created. Um, and then actually tonight, it's funny, I do a separate podcast days. I don't know if you know about this one, we haven't talked about it, but uh, it's called the Gaming Advocate and Friends. And it's the one area where I actually talk about my use case pretty heavily. Uh, and I have a couple other people that stop by from time to time, and we just talk about games and pop culture and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we're going to be talking about Loki tonight. So those of you that haven't checked out that podcast, look it up over on um, Google Podcasts. It's called The Gaming Advocate and Friends. That episode will go live tonight around midnight. You're a busy man, dude. Bro, I when you hit me up, I was like, can I do it? And I was like, yeah, I can oh, make it happen. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. How about you, Duncan? What do you do, sir? And where can people find you? Uh, if people really want to find me, um, I'm Friday with games. Uh, we've got things planned over the next week or so. Touch with our new website will be out next week, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, just watch everybody here because everybody is class. And just to echo what Chase and Marty for saying, everybody experience in cloud is different so if someone is saying x platform is running better for them the chances are it is so just bear that in mind true 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 gamer tv sir what do you do where can people find you yeah um quick little comparisons and um little speed runs and first looks at games here and there um gmr tv plus is the youtube and same for twitter Awesome, awesome. Good stuff, man. If you guys haven't checked them out yet. Monkey, do you want to plug in then? Just uh, hit that like button, guys. It really helps everyone out. Make sure you're following everyone here, and you can look forward to the week's Cloud Gaming recap coming up probably tomorrow afternoon, evening, because I've been busy this weekend. Cool, cool. Chief, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why I'm not here every week. <laughs> 
don't forget, we have an XS channel. We have a, a dedicated streaming gameplay channel because um, we just have too much content for the extreme channel. So do check out the Cloud Gaming XS channel uh, for most of our live streams now uh, and any overflow we have from this channel. Cool, cool. All right, fellas, appreciate you guys watching. Um, we'll be back here next week. Uh, and actually, we'll, I'm moving next week, so I don't know. We'll play by ear, but we'll let you guys know on Twitter. But again, me two weeks in a row, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. And, yeah, don't forget, this is an audio form. Catch it on your favorite platform you use for audio. I fellas will catch you guys in the next one till next time. Peace out. And my camera stayed alive. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out.